All over our wonderful nation, the bells are ringing. And there are Christmas bells. Their tinkling sound tells us to be good and to be true. So let the bells ring out. And let me, on behalf of the manager and all the employees of this theater, wish you the merriest Christmas ever. Hello, divers. Coming to you from Studio D, this is the Deep Dive Microcast. I'm Tom Feeney, raconteur, taster of baked goods, and writer for Wank's Shop Movie Magazine. This is a companion series of the Deep Dive Podcast where myself and my co-host Manda look at the lesser-known, maybe obscure, and perhaps forgotten offerings available on streaming media services. On this microcast, we'll dive into the history of one of the most iconic pieces of Christmas literature in existence, the poem A Visit from St. Nicholas, better known as Twas the Night Before Christmas. Twas the night before Christmas, when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care, in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. The cultural significance of the poem can't be understated. Much of our modern notions of Christmas were cemented by the verse, including Santa Claus arriving on Christmas Eve, not Christmas Day, and the names of Santa's eight reindeer. More rapid than eagles, his coursers they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Thou Dasher, thou Dancer, thou Prancer and Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Dunder and Flipson, to the top of the porch, to the top of the wall. Now, dash away, dash away, dash away all. <laughs> the reading of this poem has become a Christmas tradition since its introduction nearly 200 years ago. But there is a mystery regarding this beloved piece. Who wrote it? The poem was first published on December 23rd in The Sentinel, the local newspaper of Troy, New York. The work was attributed to simply anonymous. The paper's editor, Orville Holly, printed the following with the publication of Twas the Night Before Christmas. We know not to whom we are indebted for the following description of that unwearied patron of music, that homely and delightful personage of parental kindness, Santa Claus, his costumes and his equipage, as he goes about visiting the firesides of this happy land, laden with Christmas bounties. But from whomsoever it may have come, we give thanks for it. There is, to our apprehension, a spirit of cordial goodness in it, a playfulness of fancy, and a benevolent alacrity to enter into the feelings and promote the simple pleasures of children which are altogether charming. 
After the original publication, the poem fell into relative obscurity, appearing sporadically in some newspapers over the next several years. Thirteen years after its original appearance, Twas the Night Before Christmas was included in a book of poetry authored by a man named Clement Clark Moore. One story goes that Moore, by all accounts a scholarly and serious man, did not want his name attributed to the work, feeling it was too childish and simplistic to have his name attached to it. Another version says Moore's housekeeper sent the poem to the newspaper anonymously after hearing Moore read it to his children. Now, with the official publication of the poem in Moore's book, it seemed that the authorship of Twas the Night Before Christmas was confirmed. Case closed, right? Well, not so much. Enter Henry Livingston, Jr., After serving as a colonel in the Revolutionary War, Livingston took up writing poetry and had his works published in various New York area journals. Now there are those who believe that Livingston was the actual author of Twas the Night Before Christmas, not Clement Clark Moore. Why? Well, as mentioned, the first printed version of the poem appeared in 1823, and no author was given credit, and the work wasn't widely known for decades. It wasn't until 1859, 36 years later, that Moore's authorship was called into question. The family of Colonel Livingston came forward and claimed that it was he who authored the poem and had been reading it to his family since 1808, 16 years before it was originally published. Now, the family claimed to have proof, a handwritten copy dated earlier than the published version. However, that proof was said to have been destroyed in a house fire. Now, there is no evidence that Livingston wrote the poem, and he never claimed authorship during his lifetime. So, who actually wrote Twas the Night Before Christmas? Well, in recent years, there has been a great debate among scholars on the veracity of both claims. The most recent scholarly analysis of the poem's origins took on a more scientifically-based approach to the mystery, using a technique called computational stylistics. Author McDonald P. Jackson looked for specific linguistic patterns in the poetry of both Moore and Livingston. Using an algorithm to search for commonalities and differences between the two authors' writing styles, the conclusions broke with traditional thinking. Jackson's findings point towards Livingston being the actual author of Twas the Night Before Christmas. Since we have no way to be 100% sure, the debate rages on. Well, as much as a debate about the origins of a centuries-old poem about Christmas actually can rage on. But in the end, it doesn't really matter. Twas the Night Before Christmas has been published in countless different versions, adapted for the screen many, many times, and perhaps the greatest version of all, recorded by German pop idol and Baywatch star David Hasselhoff. Think I'm kidding? He had a broad face and a little round belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. He was chubby and plump. A right jolly old elf. And I laughed when I saw him, in spite of myself. A wink of his eye, 
and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. And if that doesn't get you in the holiday spirit, I can't help you. Or maybe I can. We have a Yule Log video. The Deep Dive Podcast Yule Log. That's right. We now have our very own fireplace you can enjoy whenever you like. We spent minutes putting together this special holiday treat just for you. You can find the link on our website at thedeepdivepodcast.com. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining me. Next time, it's the Deep Dive Podcast Christmas special about our favorite Christmas specials. So grab a glass of extra thick, viscous, chunky eggnog and join us then. Thanks for listening. If this is the first time you've heard this podcast, check out our past episodes and subscribe so you don't miss a single one. And we'd like to hear from you. Drop us a line at the deep dive podcast at gmail.com or on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter feeds. You can find links to those on our website. Once again, it's the deep dive podcast.com. All clips used in the Deep Dive Microcast are meant for educational purposes only and not to infringe on existing copyrights. The Deep Dive Lounge theme was arranged and performed by Robert Acorn based on the original composition by Ryan Blaney. The Deep Dive Microcast is a production of Automaton Studios. But I heard him exclaim, ere he drove out of sight, Happy Christmas to all, and to all, a good night.